Vare fidius tuus, vivet, go thy way, thy son liveth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Gospel of today's Holy Mass, we heard the account of the ruler who came and asked our Lord to heal his son. There is, in this episode, an important moral lesson for us. In everything our Lord did during his life on earth, everything that is recorded in the gospel, and indeed, everything that is recorded in sacred scripture, there are multiple lessons, multiple senses, as we say. There is the literal sense of scripture. This means there is the sense that tells us what happened. In the case of today's Holy Gospel, there was this man, this important man in a position of authority, who came to our Lord and besought him to cure his son. This is a real event. It really happened. This is what we call the literal sense. But then, there's an additional meaning. Sometimes the additional meaning refers to our Lord himself. As in the Old Testament often, there are figures of Christ. The sacrifice of Abraham, who sacrificed his son Isaac, is a figure. It represents the sacrifice of the only begotten Son of God. But then there is the moral sense. And this means a special lesson for us. A lesson on how we are to live our life. St. Thomas Aquinas, in his wonderful book, The Golden Chain, the Catena Aurea, tells us that the ruler in today's gospel represents man, to whom God has given dominion over all creation, the physical creation, that is. The ruler's son represents man's soul, my soul, your soul. And as in, the par as in today's gospel, the man's son is sick, our soul, our souls are sick, tormented by the fever of sinful pleasures and illicit desires. And as the man in today's gospel came to our Lord and begged him to cure his son, so too we need to come to our Lord in a good confession, in our daily prayers, and ask forgiveness for our sins, and beg our Lord to help us, to cure us, to cure our soul, to help us to overcome our sinful pleasures and desires and inclinations. And what does our Lord say to this man? 
He says, Go thy way. Thy son will live. And so our Lord says to us, Go thy way. That is, advance steadily towards good. Because if we stop going forward towards the good, if we see, if we give up the good fight, we will fall backwards. And we will eventually lose the understanding of good. We will cease to understand, sorry, the understanding of what is good in us, in our minds, in our hearts, will die. This truth is evident in the world around us, where so many people are no longer capable of discerning between good and evil, where they take evil things and call them good, and good things and call them bad. We might think that we are immune, that we are exempt, because we have the true faith, we believe in God. But the truth is, none of us is immune to this kind of temptation. If we give up fighting against our own temptations, our own bad habits, be they ever so small, be they a venial sin, or be they a mere imperfection, if we give up fighting against them, if we give up trying to correct them, then little by little, this evil will take hold in our root, take root in our soul, and little by little we will go from bad to worse, till eventually we no longer know what the good is. Now, we must understand this correctly. We know that we need to seek progress in virtue. We need to grow in the love of God each day. We need to overcome our sinful habits. This does not mean, though, that we will see our progress in virtue. Oftentimes, when we do grow in the love of God, when we do grow closer to God, our Lord doesn't let us see this progress right away. If he did, we would probably fall into pride. And so it is good for our humility if we do not see our progress. Furthermore, oftentimes we might be tempted to discouragement and even despair because we come to confession and confess the same sins over and over and over and over again. We feel like we are not making progress. This is not the real danger. The real danger is when we give up trying, when we give up coming to confession, when we give up fighting against 
our bad habits. The real danger is when I say, I have a bad habit, perhaps an imperfection, of sleeping in in the morning, for example. It could be anything. It could be telling white lies. It could be bickering with my family members. It could be any bad habits, whatever it is. The danger is when I stop trying to correct it. When I stop fighting against it. Oh, it's just a venial sin. It doesn't matter. That is the danger. That is when we seize going forward in the grace of God. That is when we allow the root of sin to take hold of our soul. And that is what we need to avoid at all costs. Indeed, many spiritual writers and directors of souls have said, a grave mortal sin that catches us by surprise, as it were, but that we sincerely repent of afterwards and never do again, will cause less damage to our soul in the long run. Of course, we must sincerely repent. But in the long run, will cause less damage to our soul than an imperfection or a venial sin that we accept and stop trying to correct. What we need to do then is to keep praying, to keep doing penance for our sins, to ask God's forgiveness and make a good confession each time we fall, and to pay attention and put into practice the advice that the priest gives us in confession. If we keep doing this, then we will make progress in virtue. We might not see that progress right away. We might not see it until we die and our Lord shows us the true state of our soul. But we will be making progress. We will be fighting against our evil inclinations and we will grow in the love of God. As you know, there is one person who never committed the smallest sin, one human person who never fell into even the smallest imperfection. And this is, of course, our Blessed Mother, the Immaculate Conception. And so we might think that she has no experience of what I've been talking about in this homily. But that would be a false impression. Our Lady, precisely because she is sinless, grew in the love of God, walked in the ways of the Lord, and grew closer to God each and every day. It is true that she started her life, being the Immaculate Conception, closer to God, more full of grace than all the angels and saints put together. But that grace, sanctifying grace, that love of God in her heart, grew immensely day by day until the day that she was assumed into heaven. And this is the example we need to follow. 
and this. And so let us turn to our Blessed Mother and beseech her intercession that she may grant us the grace to repent of our sins, but especially to follow her example in growing in the love of God, in following our Lord's footsteps ever more carefully, day by day, until one day we might be called to rejoice with her and all the saints in the bliss of eternal life. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.